The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America. Welcome to the 16th ever show of All Around Sports, live from the city of champions, Boston, Massachusetts. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we will go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And wow, what a week it was with the NFL lockout ending. Uh, we'll have to put this one in the Wild Week Hall of Fame. And as usual, I would discuss the highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items that dominated the past week's news, as well as take you inside my event of the week, of the week that I attended. So my highlight of the week is easy. Lockout over, football's back. Need I say more? Uh, my final word on the lockout is simply that uh, it reminded me of the line from Clemenza in The Godfather, where he said to Michael Corleone, referring to the mob war of the late 1940s, that uh, you need one of these every uh, 10 or 20 years to clear out all the bad blood. And I think that is exactly what we just witnessed with the NFL lockout. Uh, baseball had theirs in 1994, hockey had theirs a few years back, and now the uh, NBA is just beginning their war, and uh, we'll see how that all turns out. And this week's low light was, for me, the horrific umpire's call that gave the Atlanta Braves a 19-inning victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, the umpires admitted they made the wrong call. Major League Baseball admitted the umpires made the wrong call. And as, as my listeners know, I described a few weeks ago on this show uh, how I grew up near the Steel City watching the great, great pirate teams of the 1970s. And to watch them become the losingest team in North American sports history with 18 straight losing seasons has been uh, embarrassing beyond compare. So to see them finally having a winning season for the first time in uh, hopefully 18 years, and not to mention that they're flirting with first place, uh, you just have to figure it's time that the baseball gods smile upon the Pirates. But clearly that's not happening as evidenced by uh, even another extra inning loss the very next night to, of all teams, the Braves. 
Uh, it was the Atlanta Braves, you may remember, who started the uh, the Buccos' decline in the early 1990s with the uh, infamous Sid Bream play in the Game 7 playoff loss. Uh, and it still stings in the Berg, that's for sure. But the Pirates got on track last night, beating the Braves 5-2, to two, so hopefully uh, the baseball gods will begin finally smiling on the Pirates. Certainly no team in American sports deserves it more. And my bizarre sports story of the week is, uh, you know, no surprise, it's, it's yesterday's bookend <clears throat> signings by the Patriots of uh, Albert Hainsworth in the morning and Ocho Cinco in the afternoon. It was uh, quite a day. Uh, yeah, I woke up, turned on the radio as I always do, and the news of Hainsworth literally stopped me dead in my tracks at uh, 6 a.m. and was actually, you know, it's probably going to be one of those I remember where I was sports moments. I practically spilled my coffee all over myself when I heard it. And, uh, you know, it's just a crazy signing. Uh, I think it'll be good. Um, I think you can go to the bank that the Patriots will get one good year out of this guy. This is the end of the line for Albert Hainsworth. He, he's run out of chances. His history is well known. Uh, the Boston Globe this morning ran his uh, rap sheet, if you will, in normal size type, and I meticulously pulled out my ruler, and it's 10 inches long, and it wasn't exactly big type. So uh, no need to go into it. I'm sure all my listeners know exactly... Uh, what he's all about, but uh, the way I look at it is this. Uh, Bill Belichick is the only coach in the National Football League or anywhere else that can get this guy to play if he has anything left and any pride left. Uh, it's impossible to predict if he does. Um, I believe that Tom Brady is probably the only player uh, or one of a handful, shall we say, maybe with Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, one or two others that can get Hainsworth again to play. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, and interestingly, uh, you know, as I was thinking about it last evening, the signing of uh, Ocho Cinco, you know, he may be, he may end up playing a role in this uh, Hainsworth signing, and I don't mean that the Patriots signed him for this reason, but Ocho Cinco has such a strong, strong personality that, uh, you know, if, if anybody can get in Hainsworth's face, it will be Ocho Cinco. Brady is not necessarily the get-in-your-face kind of guy, but uh, Ocho Cinco very well could be, and obviously strange bedfellows with uh, Belichick and, and Ocho Cinco. They have a tremendous rapport dating back a number of years. They always talk on the sidelines, a lot of clips being played up here in New England the past day or two, well, past 24 hours, what am I saying? Um, you know, with, you know, some of their conversations on the sidelines, what have you, and uh, clearly they get along well, and Ocho Cinco has the one thing that Belichick absolutely positively demands, which is that his players love football. It's just that simple. The big question is, does Albert Hainsworth still love football? And uh, so, great pair of signings, and the Ocho Cinco signing reminded me of uh, 
of when Shaq signed with the Celtics. I had followed Shaq's career like most of us, but uh, I'm friends with Tara August from Turner Sports, which of course broadcasts the NBA, and Tara does Charles Barkley's website. And uh, the day they signed Shaq, she sent me an email saying, Boston is absolutely, positively going to fall in love with Shaq. And I didn't know what she meant. Uh, and what she meant, of course, was his off-field or off-court activities. And uh, to say he made an impact in this community on the social level is an understatement. He was everywhere, constantly, and just so much fun. And I got the feeling Ocho Cinco is going to be the same way. He's basically replacing Shaq as the big sports personality in Boston. And uh, we may not be New York like Nashi Asimwa once uh, to potentially kickstart his Broadway career. for the. So we're not New York with the bright lights, but we are certainly not Cincinnati. So I expect Ocho Cinco's star to rise. And all of this served as a perfect backdrop uh, and dovetailed perfectly with my event of the week that I covered yesterday, which was the Patriots kickoff session at Gillette Stadium uh, yesterday morning. Um, there was a super buzz at Gillette, which is 20 minutes from my house. Uh, it was elevated immeasurably with the Hainsworth news and uh, creating just an ultra-high energy atmosphere, which was already going to be happening because of uh, the lockout ending. It was their first day back, football, all that stuff. and uh, So it was just terrific. And, you know, it just makes me think about the Patriots. You know, they're viewed, as we all know, as, you know, maybe the NFL's most corporate conservative team, yet they proved again yesterday they are the most interesting team in football and among the most interesting teams in all the sports. Uh, they have made during this past decade the most shocking signings, really, of any team, and part of it is because they are per perceived as that, quote, corporate team. You know, Randy Moss... Signing in 2007, I covered the, that from day one for Scout.com and uh, just made for one of the best off-seasons ever. And then, of course, the undefeated season, which, uh, which ended in the Super Bowl loss against the Giants. But the undefeated regular season was uh, something to behold. And then before that, back around 2003, was you know Corey Dillon, which again was a stunner at the time, and which was the Patriots' first signing of a so-called malcontent. And, uh, but, you know, Albert Hainsworth, it sounds like, uh, you know, the deal is, if not done, about to be done. It seems like a lock. And, uh, and you know, at Patriots practice yesterday, had a chance to uh, talk to some of the players, and here's what fellow defensive lineman Ty Warren, former first-round draft pick, had to say about the signing of Albert Hainsworth. Acquisition, you know, uh, whenever that deal happens, uh, that's 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 a huge acquisition. I haven't seen, uh, I didn't get to see him on film last year because I wasn't uh, in, in the film room uh, watching the opposing offenses. But I remember seeing him a couple years ago, and <laughs> that man, he got a freakish. He, it's a, that's a freakish talent, man. He, he's gonna be a big acquisition. And uh, Ty Warren also chimed in about uh, Albert Hainsworth's interesting past. No. I think some, sometimes sometimes things like that, you know, can be, um, you know, misconstrued. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, every case is different. You know, uh, obviously, uh, from the outside looking in, you can see that uh, that you know 
uh, Albert wasn't really, you know, happy uh, in his situation, and uh, you know, and I, really at the at the same time, all you see is what goes on on the outside, and that's sometimes that's only half of the truth, you know, uh, to be honest with you. So I don't I don't think it's going to be a problem with the structure of this locker room, the guys that's in this locker room, uh, if he's a part. So interesting to hear from Ty Warren, who was out on injured reserve last year, but again. Great player, tremendous run stopper, former number one pick, and a strong character guy. And the Patriots are now looking at a defensive line of Ty Warren, Vince Wilfork, and Albert Hainsworth. Uh, it could be unbelievable. But Hainsworth, of course, wasn't the only news of yesterday. Uh, the big, the big news really uh, was. The return to training camp, and here's linebacker Jared Mayo talking about uh, being back in camp. It's going to be a crash course for everyone. You know, we've been out of football for so long, and you know, we're all, we're all going on this journey together. You know, it's the first lockout for a lot of guys, so you know, except for the coaches, you know. And the aforementioned Vince Wilfork, uh, also glad to be back. And here's what Vince had to say. I say all of that. Uh, it doesn't matter to this point. You know, we we here. I mean, like I said, we we've been away from 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 a long for a long time, and. and uh, whatever you got, you got to give it to us now. So that, that's where we're all at right now. You know, all that's in the past. Everything is over. It's football. Everybody wants a football. Well, it's here. So um, how quick we can learn is how quick we can get better as a team. And, and we're making strides for it. We're going to make strides every day. That's our, that's our goal, every day to, to get better. And lost in all this lockout news, of course, is just simply, you know, thinking about who is coming back for, for you know, all the NFL teams. And uh, given my proximity to the Patriots, uh, the Patriots in particular, and without a doubt, the biggest surprise and strongest impact player that came out of nowhere last year was uh, the rookie from Rutgers, Devin McCourty. And here's what Devin had to say yesterday about uh, making the transition last year into the NFL. People are moving faster, guys are bigger and stronger, uh, they have more knowledge of the game, so um, you become a pro, you have to do a lot more to your body, you have to study more, so uh, each time I think you step up on the level of football, things, everyone gets better. So again, it's so nice to just be talking about, you know, the nuts and bolts of football and, and hearing quotes like that rather than quotes from lawyers, and uh, it's back. And it made for just, again, truly one of the wildest, wildest weeks in, uh, in sports history, really. Uh, just couldn't get enough of it. I don't think I've ever monitored ESPN so closely, literally hourly. I, I made it a point to uh, pretty much tune in all week long uh, at the beginning of every hour. But it really didn't matter. They were going to be breaking in with whatever signing uh, occurred or rumor, what have you. It's just been nonstop and it's just been absolutely exhilarating <clears throat> to say the least, especially for people like myself that are in the media. Uh, lots more to talk about beyond the Patriots. That's obviously an understatement. It seems like, you know, the signings of, you know, Donovan McNabb to the Vikings is like, uh, old news already. You know, it's been such a hourly minute by minute news cycle um and it's just been tremendous to witness uh <clears throat> so so many big names uh you know santonio is it's a receiver heavy uh transaction list it appears it, it seems like to me you know in addition to ocho cinco 
You have uh, Santonio Holmes re-signing with the Jets, Sidney Rice going out to the Seahawks. Um, but, you know, there's still a couple really big ones left to play. I don't know if any of them will trump the shock value of uh, Albert Haynesworth signing with the Patriots. But uh, the ones to watch are the aforementioned Nashi Abenois, and that's a tough pronunciation, but I think I might have it down pat by the end of this weekend. But to me, the two biggest stories uh, beyond that to watch are uh, Plaxico Burris, who is eligible at 6 p.m. tonight to start talking to teams, and apparently he's already set up uh, meetings with the New York Giants and the Pittsburgh Steelers, his two former teams. And then the other story is, uh, of course, Carson Palmer. You know, that's been brewing throughout the lockout. Uh, one of the few football stories we could kind of follow during the lockout. But, uh, you know, where's that all headed? It seems like, you know, the Bengals or Bungles again in this case, uh, you know, are just going to let him retire without getting anything for him. It seems ridiculously silly to me. But uh, we shall see. The the Bengals have done stuff like this before, so nothing would shock me. And uh, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills. So let's take our break, and we'll catch you on the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemont Williams. Each week, join Lemont as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And to join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we have guests joining us and taking just a brief break from football. Today we have Fred Corcoran, Executive Director of the Northeast Accessible Golf Association, a wonderful organization that I learned about this week. Uh which brings developmentally and physically challenged individuals into the game of golf. And welcome to the show, Fred. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. Well, our pleasure. And, uh, you know, and I had the pleasure this week of learning about your organization. Uh, so please do our, enlighten our listeners and share your terrific story. Well, uh, Northeast Accessible Golf basically is a... Uh, a mission to introduce and advocate uh, the participation of individuals uh, 
into the game of golf, especially people with physical, developmental, cerebral uh, challenges. Um, we uh, work with uh, a host of different uh, challenges, uh, emotional as well. Uh, golf has a lot of healing qualities to it, and um, um, to that end, we work with people, I mean, across the whole spectrum. Uh, we have blind golfers, we have amputees, spinal cord injuries, stroke survivors, cancer survivors, MS, ALS, I mean, you, you name it, across the board. Uh, we uh, just received uh, several inquiries from people for, from Parkinson's. Uh, which, uh, as baby boomers age, is going to become more and more of a uh, of a population. Uh, we're also doing a lot of work with veterans. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the young men and women coming back from the Middle East are suffering from uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and uh, in addition to some of the physical uh, injuries, a lot of brain injuries, a lot of spinal cord injuries coming back from there. Um, golf is a perfect antidote. Uh, giving a, a peaceful, bucolic surrounding uh, for people who have been used to ducking IEDs. Um, and it also brings the opportunity for the camaraderie they need to battle the isolation that uh, is such a major part of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So we, uh, we certainly have a full plate uh, uh, of, of wonderful athletes, who, uh, many of whom are mistaken in the thought that the golf is beyond their possibilities. And our job is, uh, as I put it, uh, <clears throat> we have some fantastic people, but uh, not the least of which has been Jerry Donovan, who's an L6, uh, uh, paralyzed from the chest down, essentially. I call him our ambassador of opportunity. Uh, he can, uh, with this special adaptive vehicle, can stand up, hit a drive with one arm, almost 200 yards, play a full round of golf, uh, he has a vehicle that is lighter than the mowers that go on the greens, so he can uh, play right through the green. Uh, he plays three times a week. Um, he's about to beat me, but that's not saying much. And, uh, <laughs> I and, feel like... uh, uh, people who see what Jerry can do uh, and uh, can see what the technological advances have been, um, I think we'll be amazed at the number of uh, number of people who could play the game who never thought that thought it would be beyond their capabilities right now. Well, that's terrific, Fred. And uh, you know, I know you work obviously with the individuals who are out on the golf course, but uh, to get those individuals there, I know you need to work with a lot of organizations to get the word out. So, what specific organizations uh, are you currently working with? Oh boy. Uh, we have, uh, oh, my Lord. Uh, well, we start with Spalding Rehab. <clears throat> we work with the uh, Disabled American Veterans, the Paralyzed Veterans of America, um, Access Sport America. Um, um, <clears throat> There's so many, I'm having a difficulty here. North well, I know you Passage, work with us. Uh, Special Olympics of Massachusetts Spinal Cord Injury Association. We uh, very uh, have a wonderful association and uh, uh, symbiosis with the Mass Golf Association and Joe Sprague and Joe McCabe. Uh, the New England PGA, um, the VA hospitals of Boston. You can see why I had trouble remember them all. Uh, the yes. uh, WGAM, etc. That's quite a list, to say the least. And I know it's growing by the day and. 
I know another uh, one of the ways that you uh, engage the golfers, of course, is through clinics. And uh, I know you have already had a lot, and you have a lot more slated here uh, throughout the summer. And uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the clinics that you stage. Well, first of all, the people who uh, run the clinics. Uh, Bob Beach, who is the director of the golf uh, operation, is probably has the biggest heart and the smallest ego of any man I know. Uh, he, on his own, has been doing this for years, uh, especially working with children with autism, uh, Special Olympians, Down syndrome. Uh, he's done a lot of work for veterans. He and Brian Bain, who is the head pro over at the Robert T. Lynch at Putterham, Susan Bond, um, who is down in Rhode Island, um, uh, conduct these. Uh, we have volunteers. We're very, uh, very blessed with a lot of uh, uh, good citizen activists who uh, help us with the distrib- distribution of clubs, balls, etc. Uh, the clinics usually involve uh, basic instruction. First of all, evaluation. We want to make sure that the golfers are able to uh, swing a club to engage in the, the process without uh, any, any uh, uh, putting themselves in peril. Uh, then the, uh, the, the instruction really goes right from the practice tee, um, and it's almost like a Pied Piper as Bob leaves, leaves the group from the practice area where they're hitting full shots back over to the practice green. Uh, where they do a practice on the short game. So nothing is really left to chance. Um, and when we get to the point of competition, we'll have some people who will be simply designated chippers, designated putters, but all will be engaged in the game of golf and enjoy this wonderful camaraderie uh, that we all enjoy. Well, and... Uh... Golf is special. I'm a golfer. You're a golfer, and uh, we both recognize the therapeutic value as well as, of course, the frustrations associated with the game. But for me, it's just about being outside and enjoying, uh, you, you know, enjoying a great sport. But you know, I, I know you're also conducting your clinics at a variety of locations. What are some of the locations uh, here in New England where you're uh, doing your hosting your clinics? Well, uh, there is a clinic that was held over in Martha's Vineyard at uh, Mick Meadows Golf Course, and that was for Camp Jabberwocky, which is for people with uh, severe uh, developmental, uh, physical, and um, and uh, mental developmental difficulties, and that was a huge success. Uh, we will travel. Um, a, we have several, uh, two, two more scheduled, one back at uh, Camp Jabberwocky in August, and uh, another clinic over at uh, in Nantucket at Mayacom. Uh, we had a very successful clinic, clinic up at Zeno Mountain in Vermont. Uh, that was those pictures are on our website, and I ask anyone who's listening to please look at uh, our website, which is www.golforall.org. Please look at the pictures, and if you see the smiles, the high fives, uh, if you could have heard the, uh, the victorious yippies for coming out, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's very, very powerful and very compelling. Uh, we have more uh, uh, clinics scheduled uh, down at the VA hospital in Brockton where they bring together all four of the VA hospitals. Uh, we're looking forward to working with Ralph Marsh and Kelly Cassaboom 
And uh, Brian Bain has done a lot, and Ben Bob have both done a lot of work with the veterans. And uh, we basically need to demonstrate, really through the use of this adaptive technology, the possibilities. I think that many, many veterans and many people with spinal cord injuries especially thought that, it was, that the game would be, on, be way beyond them. When people take a look at the website and play the video and take a look at what Jerry Donovan can do, from a seated position to a full standing position, hitting a golf ball close to 200 yards, playing right through the hole, we need to get this technology out. The best advertising we can have is to show these adaptive vehicles just to prove to people that they can get out, they can become part of the process, and it really can change, be transformational in their lives. Well, I have no doubts about that, and uh, I am planning to... Uh, attend one of your clinics in a couple weeks down at the Brockton VA, as we discussed, and uh, I just seeing you there. And and I just can't wait to see uh, see your organization in action up close and personal. And Fred, you've done a wonderful job discussing your organization and making our listeners aware of uh, what I'll call God's work that you do, truly. And uh, you know, we'll look forward to keeping in touch, seeing each other in a couple of weeks, and thank you for taking the time to uh, to join our show. Just wanted to add one thing: that uh, the golf business itself has been very slow, and the game needs new blood. I also feel so fortunate; golf was kind of given to me. These are people who really want to earn it, and in earning it, are going to enjoy it so much more. Well said, Fred, and uh, thanks again for joining us. And once again, it's Time to take our break and to join the show. The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. And joining us next will be our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein from the New York Post. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Super Bowl champ Lionel Dalton is taking to the internet airwaves with his own brand of sports talk. You'll go inside the mind of the players and find out if blacklisting really happens, what their thoughts are on training camps, where the former NFL players are now, and why being drafted by the wrong NFL team can kill a promising player's career. Lionel will also cover what's up with the Baltimore Ravens. Tune in to Sports Talk with Lionel Dalton live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. 
Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And to join the show, the call-in number is one 346 9144 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we have our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein from the New York Post call-in. And welcome, Barry. How are you doing today? I'm doing terrific, John. How are you? Good, good. Uh, Barry, very, we're going to start busy, off. Very, very that... busy time in, uh, in sports today. It, it turned out to be the week that we thought it was going to be. And uh, before we ju- get into that, We're going to start off by uh, giving the people of Canton, Ohio, and the Pro Football Hall of Fame a little love here. Uh, They, of course, were the biggest casualties of the lockout by losing their one game a year, uh, which is going to be next Saturday, August 6th. Uh, But there's still an enshrinement of uh, some Hall of Famers, and it will be, you know, defensive end Richard Dent, linebackers Chris Hanberger, and Les Richter, NFL Films. Contributor Ed Sable, Dion Sanders, and Shannon Sharp, and uh, that will make up the class of 2011 Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinees, along with Marshall Falk. And I had the pleasure this week of uh, listening in on a conference call put on by the NFL with Marshall Falk. And uh, here's a couple of Marshall's thoughts, starting first with how he's going to feel next Saturday. Um. I still feel the same way. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how I'm going to feel Saturday uh, when my name is called and I, and you know, I have been on the bus and I'm up there with Rocky. I don't know. I don't know what God prepared to, to to give a speech and to say thank you to the many of people who have helped me along the way. Um, but what the emotions are going to be. And uh, here's what Marshall had to say on his teammates being in Canton next Saturday. Marshall Falk think his weekend at the Hall of Fame will be like? Yes. Um, and, and you know, it, 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 this is no different than um, your rookie year coming into the NFL. Thurman uh, Thomas, Eric Dickerson, Mar- Marcus Allen, uh, Emmett Smith, um, you know, Bill Jerry Rice. Uh, I called them. I, 
Marshall put your seatbelt on. Uh, the first year, it's, it's, just enjoy it. If there's a lot to do. You're going to be pulled into a bunch of different directions. Try to make sure you enjoy it and, and, uh, and not just get through it, but enjoy it because it's a, it's a special moment. And um, that advice I've taken, um, everything that goes into it, it, it is a lot. Uh, I'm excited about this. Uh, I look forward to, to when I get to camp. I've been there several times, but I've never been there in its capacity. And interestingly, uh, Marshall Falk assessed his the fact that there is no game this year to go with the Hall of Fame enshrinement. He, ta- he made an interesting assessment about uh, what's gone on during his career uh, along these lines. Um, no, you know, it, it, this, this, <laughs> you know, it's funny. This, this goes in line with a lot of things that, um, that when I look at uh, in my career as, um, as kind of sort of happened to me. Uh, when I got drafted, it was the year before they went over to Radio City. It was a major big production. Uh, when I won the Super Bowl, it was the year that we could not go see the president. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's only fitting that um, the year that won, the year that won Rookie of the Year, they were not given a car that year. Uh, you know, so it, it, it fits into Well, Barry, who knew that Marshall Falk always seems to end up on the short end of the stick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 uh, great. Obviously, a, a great performer for many years uh, with the Rams, and uh, you know, uh, you know, he'll still be inducted. And you know, have, there's no game there, unfortunately, this year. But uh, you know, obviously, uh, there's just so much. You know, as, as 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 you said briefly before, this is exactly the week that we thought it was going to be, and it's just it's just been. You know, one one thing after another, one announcement after another, just a feeding frenzy. And, uh, and it's interesting. I was uh, listening to uh, New York Sports Radio just before uh, calling in, and they actually brought up a very good point about the fact that we may look back on this and and realize that you know the lockout and the resulting free agency period might actually help the NFL because look at all the attention it's gathered, and look and look at the. At what it spawned with this free agent period. I mean, it's been, it's been intriguing. It's been fun. It's been nonstop. Uh, you know, we've never obviously had a, a situation like this before with you know all the players change, you know, changing teams and uh, announcements by the minute, and it's it's just been crazy. And I, and I think it's actually, in an odd way, uh, added interest uh, and added fuels the fire for uh, for the NFL as as training camp uh, begins. So you know, you look all around the league, and you know, big names moving here, there, and everywhere. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's a really good point. And so it, it, it's definitely raised the, uh, raised the interest level for this time of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, well, Barry, I have to ask you, who better than you, uh, as someone who literally manages sports news, the flow of sports news on the copy desk of the New York Post Sports Department, uh, what's this week been like for you? Has it been unlike... Anything you've ever seen, or what are your thoughts? Well, it's been pretty. It's been pretty crazy, and you know, it, it, it's interesting. A lot of the, a lot of the, we're kind of waiting for the, 
the big shooter drop uh, in New York, which would be uh, uh, the pursuit by uh, by the Jets of uh, Namdi Asamoah, who was the premier free agent left on the board. Um, from all reports, it seems like it's going to be his choice has been narrowed down between the Jets and the Cowboys. So, uh, so that's kind of interesting. But uh, you know, the thought of uh, Asamoah and Darrell Revis in the same defensive backfield—that's uh, that would cause a lot of offenses pause. You know, certainly in the in the uh, in the AFC East and and around the league. So, you know, I'll, I think all eyes are on that today. And you know, it's funny. You know, it, it, you know. We always talk about how the NFL is, is, has overtaken baseball as a national pastime in America's game, what have you. Um, you know, would, wouldn't you know, you know, the week of the, of the annual uh, baseball trading deadline, which is usually a pretty big story, you know, pretty much dwarfed by the, uh, the NFL free agency experience. So once again, baseball taking it on the chin from football. Oh, that's a great analogy. I totally agree. It's, I've spent the least amount of time in the past decade focusing on the uh, MLB trade led line, which again has been huge year in, year out. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that uh, to me, what may be one of the last huge stories will begin tonight around dinner time. Uh, you're in New York. I'm curious as to the sentiment regarding Plaxico Burris. Uh, I am from Pittsburgh and, you know, was at Heinz Field for the AFC championship game between the Patriots and the uh, Steelers back in 04, and when Plaxico Burris dropped one of the biggest passes of his life, which he unfortunately did not do in the Super Bowl, by the way, <laughs> and uh, and the Patriots Yeah, I was going to mention that. I, I, I don't have to mention that now since you already did. So. Yeah, so you and I both have what I'll call a vested interest in Plaxico Burris. Again, gigantic story, you know, Biggest story this side of Michael Vick as to what an off-field incident can do to your football career. And uh, what, what, what's the word in New York on getting Plaxico back? Well, it's, you know, the, he's uh, supposedly meeting with Tom Coughlin and Jerry Reese, I believe, tonight. And, uh, and then I believe that, uh, that Plaxico is going to be meeting with the Mike Tomlin uh, in Pittsburgh. I believe that's supposed to happen Saturday. So, you know, maybe by Sunday we'll have some sort of decision there. Um, you know, for the Giants, you know, he, he was Eli Manning's favorite receiver of the Super Bowl season. Uh, you know, there are some injury issues in the Giants, the receiving core. You know, Steve Smith is going to miss a, miss a couple of games at least uh, while recovering from his off-season surgery. So, you know, he'll, he'll definitely uh, add a wrinkle. I, you know, I, I do think that there are other needs that the Giants uh, need to meet, uh, you know, the prime, prime of which being uh, re-signing Ahmad Bradshaw uh, to play halfback, but you know certainly you know, adding Plax to it. Now the question is, is how 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 in shape is he? How physically sound is he? You know, a year off. You know, when Michael Vick came back, you know, it took him a while. Uh, you know, similar kind of situation. Then again, you know, I think the lockout is is, is almost like a the great equalizer because you know you don't nobody in the league has had their uh, had mini camps or you know uh, the the off season uh, training sessions that they've always had. So I think we're I think we're going to see a lot of injuries in training camp. We're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of problems with with guys maintaining their health. So you know it may so Plasco situation may not be that out of the norm when you look around at uh, you know at all the uh, all the other players and all the teams around the league. So you know you're going to have those those injury issues. 
So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that'll actually help, uh, Plaxico situation, but it will be certainly interesting to, uh, to have him back with the Giants. That's something uh, that nobody would have, would have forecasted. You know, it kind of obviously a lot depends on his uh, dinner meeting tonight with Tom Coughlin, who, uh, Plaxico's had some unkind things to say about, uh, you know, in recent, uh, the recent past. So we'll just kind of see, have to see how that all shakes out, but there's a, uh, there's certainly a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on this this weekend. A big, big, big sports weekend, particularly when you when you're talking about the NFL. I mean, moves happening by the moment. Big names uh, trading places, and uh, you know, I'm I'm curious you know, your thoughts about uh, you know two two big names that uh, will now be uh, calling uh, the New England Patriots home. Oh yeah, well, I opened my uh, my my show with that, and. Uh... But, you know, let me, we're bumping up against our break, but let me just close out on Plaxico, which is simply uh, the Giants were the best team in football a couple years ago until the night Plaxico shot himself. I mean, they were dominant that year, which, of course, was the year following their Super Bowl victory. And the other thing I'd like to say is, you know, when Plaxico played for the Steelers, his coach was not Mike Tomlin. It was Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin is an overwhelming personality, and uh, so I, I'm very, very interested to see uh, if Plaxico ends up with one of those two teams. Uh, so that'll be worth watching. And we're going to take our break. But coming back on the other side, Barry is still going to be sticking around with us, fortunately. And we'll get into some more lockout news. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouye and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And to join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And I'm still here, fortunately, with Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post. And Barry, uh, you referenced at the end of our last segment the Patriots' uh, shocking signings of Albert Hainsworth and Chad Ochocinco. I 
went in-depth on the subject in the opening segment of today's show, but uh, we're all dying to hear. What are your thoughts on these two marquee signings? To me, the most, the most intriguing thing of all of this is how much uh, Chano Cosinco is going to have to pay Aaron Hernandez for number 85. So that, to me, to me, right. that's, 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 that's going to be a pretty compelling story right there because obviously he, he can't take any other number. I mean, that's his, that's his name, for God's sake. So, you know, uh, Good point. I think eventually he'll, he'll, he'll get his number, but the, the, I think the price is going to be very high. I mean, I, I think we're, we're, we're well beyond the uh, steak dinner here. So uh, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how that's uh, how that turns out, but yeah, seriously, in seriousness, I, you know, I think it's gonna. I think that's a really good pickup. Um, you know, he's a he's uh, Chad's a very interesting guy to say the least. Uh, you know, uh, huge on uh, you know probably the, the preeminent uh, tweeter in the NFL. Um, you know, known for his uh, touchdown celebrations, but he'll certainly he'll certainly help. And he's 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 a, a, a quirky guy. He's interesting, and I you know, I think he'll he'll be he'll be a good fit in New England. Um, Hainsworth, I'm not so sure. I mean, uh, there's a guy that has a lot of baggage and a lot of question marks, and you know, uh, you, you, the last thing you want is a distraction. And I think, uh, you know, he was nothing but a distraction with the Redskins last year. Very unmotivated, uh, you know, just just did not perform up to his, uh, you know, up to expectations. You know, I think a lot of that had to do with uh, how uh, Mike Shanahan uh, treated that. Uh, you know, I, I, I think Belichick would handle it very differently. Um, that remains to be seen. I mean, you know, I think we've seen, you know, players over the years with the checkered past, you know, come into the New England system and thrive. You know, Randy Moss being the most recent example of that. So, you know, you do have that. If, if you're a Patriots fan, you have that in your favor. But, you know, I, 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 think, the, I think the jury is, you know, the jury is, is still out on, uh, on, on Hainsworth, at least it is for me. Yeah, well, you make very interesting points. Uh, real quickly, uh, I, I saw yesterday where Chad Ocho Cinco, his career tweet number is 30,000 tweets, which is astounding. But anyway, you know, on Hainsworth, uh, clearly Hainsworth has issues. However, I wonder if, you know, Mike Shanahan, when I look at the way he botched the Donovan McNabb relationship, uh, if perhaps he didn't play a major role in uh, the demise, if you will, in Washington of Albert Hainsworth. So I, I think that is a huge factor. I said earlier, again, in the opening segment, I think Hainsworth is going to have not just a good year, a dominant year, but he's only going to have one year. <laughs> That's it, one year. And uh, so, you know, we're just... It's going to be fascinating, and, you know, I, it's just shocking to me that, uh, you know, the Patriots are viewed as the most, quote, corporate team in the NFL, if not all of sports, are, in fact, with the signings over the past decade of Corey Dillon, Randy Moss, and now Hainsworth, then Ochocinco, are quite possibly the most interesting team in the, in the NFL, if not all of sports. So they, they, they run parallel paths, and... Uh, what what are the other you know signings or rumors or whatever that just jumped off the page at you this past week? I think From Reggie you know, Bush to McNabb to whatever. Reggie Bush, the Dolphins is a, is a big one. I think um, you know, uh, and it's funny, you know, you, you 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 have a situation where you almost get like a like a domino effect, right? You have Reggie Bush leaving the Saints, going to the Dolphins. You have Darren Sproles leaving the Chargers to go to the Saints. 
So, you, you know, it, it, I think one move kind of sets up another and another and another after that. Um, you know, you got, uh, you know, Matt Hasselbeck going to, going to the Titans. Uh, lots of, lots of moves all over the place. And, uh, you know, it, it still hasn't all shaken out yet, you know. Um, and, and teams have to react to other teams making moves. You know, it's very interesting that the Patriots are bringing in uh, Chad Ochocinco, you know, and perhaps the Jets today will 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 get uh, Namdi Asimov. Can you imagine? I mean, it was, you know, the Jets Patriots games have been dramatic already, and you know, you 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 add that to the mix, you're talking, you know, top top flight entertainment there. So, you know, uh, it, it hasn't all worked, it hasn't all shaken out yet, and uh, you know, who knows what's around the corner? So, uh, you know, it's uh, there's going to be certainly. Uh, added drama for those Jets Pats games, those 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 two games this season for sure. Oh yeah, no, I mean again, just up the ante there. Not only do you have Brady against the two best cornerbacks in the NFL, but look who he's gonna be throwing to. Absolutely. Ochocinco. Fun. I mean, yep. How great is that? Ochocinco against Revis or uh, you know, Nandi is just yeah. gonna be spectacular, uh and it's already a spectacular rivalry as it is. Uh where do you think right. Vince like, like Young? You need, like you needed more intrigue between the Jets and Patriots, right? Oh, it's great. Yeah, we, and we haven't even mentioned Rex's name yet. Uh, it's no. going to be fabulous. Uh, where do you think? Where do you think Vince Young might end up? I'm sorry. Where do you think Vince Young might end up? Wow, I I I, I don't know. Um, that, that that that's kind of interesting too. Uh, but I guess you got to you got to take uh, Arizona in the mix because they could just uh, traded for Kevin Cobb from the from the Eagles. Um, I don't know. I think Vince, Vince Young is one of those guys that, you know, it's kind of, kind of an enigma. You know, uh, he came in with all that talent and, uh, he's had, he's had nothing but problems. Yeah. You know, I, that, that's, uh, that's a mystery. You know, um, just have to, again, you just kind of have to see where, where things kind of, where, you know, when, when everything's said and done, where all the dust lands and where all that, where everything settles, um, to see who, you know, what, what, what teams really need a quarterback and what teams, you know, would kind of welcome that type of quarterback into their system, but uh, you know, certainly had its had his share of problems uh, in Tennessee, and uh, you know, for his sake, I hope it turns out well for him. But uh, you know, the kind of unanswered questions there where he's going to wind up. At, yeah. and, that's, and, that's, and honestly, that's a name I haven't heard mentioned a lot in the, in the past couple of days. I mean, you know, if you go to the tweetosphere, the blogosphere, there's there's lots of names bouncing around and. Lots of things happening. I have not heard much about Vince Young, though. Yeah, no, I agree, and I'm, I could sense your surprise. One of all the names I could have brought up, I brought up him. But I find him fascinating because if somebody signs him, they're not just signing a quarterback. They're committing to a style of play that uh, is unique. Uh, the Vince Young brand, shall we say. For better or worse, he certainly has shown uh, he has some winning ways at Texas and even uh, you know that one season with the Titans, but, uh, but Barry, we're, uh, believe it or not, bumping right up against the close of the show, so I want to thank you again for joining us, and, uh, you know, I'm going to close again with my pick of the weekend, uh, so we can all plan our non-sports weekend around, uh, appointment viewing, and interestingly, there really is nothing that jumps out at me on the sports calendar except what we've been doing this week, which is simply monitoring ESPN. I've just been having a ball doing it. It's been a week unlike any other. And, Barry, I think you would probably agree uh, from your vantage point. 
Oh yeah, there's no question. I mean, you know, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, Twitter's been a great, uh, a, a great uh, source of information. You know, for the minute by minute, uh, real time dealings uh, you know, with the free agent frenzy. So it's, uh, it, it, that, that's going to continue. You know, pretty, as as we get through training camp until all the big names are signed and until all the rosters are set, and uh, it, it, I just, I, I just thought just entered my mind too. You know, if you're if you're a fantasy football fan. You know, those magazines aren't going to do you any bit of good this year because both <laughs> the names in there will be on different teams. So you're pretty much going to have to, you're pretty much on your own, I think, or, you know, do it online or whatever. But uh, I don't think uh, the people put out all those uh, fantasy football preview magazines or, or NFL preview fan, uh, magazines in general, you know, it's going to be all, it's a lost year for, for all those folks, unfortunately. Well, that's a good point, Barry. And once again, thanks for joining us. And as always, thank you for all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.